on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, for lifelong Saints fans, talking everything Southampton. Welcome to the Saints Prime Podcast. Hi guys and welcome to a brand new episode of the Saints Prime Podcast. That's a themed one. We did this a little uh, last year when it was the off-season and we thought we'd do it again. We asked for suggestions. You guys put a lot of them in. But the best one for today was from... Who was it from, Tiz? What was the guy's name? Or the girl's name? His name was Pip Beal. Yeah, and his good idea, Jamie. Do you remember what his idea was? It was your favourite Saints Eleven, Not mm-hmm. best talented-wise, just your mm-hmm. favourite personal your, reasons. Your favourite ones. So we're going to go through it. I think we're going to do, yeah, who everyone thought there was, was, and we'll just work through it, talk about it, discuss it, maybe explain why you chose those players. But yeah, it should be good fun. So... How do we want to kick this off then? Do we want to go? Just go in goal. Start with the goalkeeper. Has everyone gone four four two? Because I've kind of gone a little bit different. I, I am. No. Okay. I went. <laughs> four, I went. I went four two three one. What did you guys go for? Yeah. So uh, I went. I, four, I, two, I did three, three three, but it sort of works out as a four two three one. So yeah. Well, it's kind of like that is the formation we've played probably most over the last ten years or so. So I've kind of. The players that fit into that system have kind of got into my team. So, did you just go for four four two, Jabba? I did, yeah. Classic, plain simple. Yeah, nice. Right, okay. Well, we might as well yeah. explain goalkeepers then. Should we, should we take it turns to say who you went for and why? That sound good. I'm pretty sure we went for the same person. Go for it. Well, I'd imagine so. Yeah, probably. All right. But Is I'll it Kelvin Davis? Oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Uh, I, I agree with Tizard on that one. But yeah, I went for Davis. Yes. Oh, it's oh, a Kelvin Davis, yeah. yeah. Bands, I also went for Kelvin, people, don't worry. Why do people go for Kelvin Davis? Uh, shall I start? Uh, the yeah, reason why yeah. I went for Davis is because of his journey through Saints. He's probably been the most overall consistent keeper we had over those times. We got him to go up the leagues with us. And I just, the thing that tipped it over the edge for me was that appearance he had off the bench when he was like 30 something. He wasn't really meant to be on the bench, but he was like our backup keeper. He's like a year before retiring. I can't remember the game. I'm sure someone will be able to remember it, but he came off oh, the um, made a very um, dramatic yeah. save from a corner and it, it just got, he got the whole crowd going and it was brilliant. I absolutely loved it. He was, uh, he was a quality sport and uh, brilliant with the fans. Like, he'd always have a laugh with them. And it, yeah, it just, resonated really well with me to be fair mm. yeah got a testimonial as well so yeah, he's, he's obviously here for quite a long time mm. we said goalkeeper should we go left back next so if people off their left back should, this might be a bit different people might have different options for this one yeah interesting well I spoke I about Davis. yeah go mm. someone else go for it so, so I went for Ryan Bertrand mm. okay that's my personal opinion anyone else agree with me or I, yeah, I didn't different. go for Ryan, but I went for Luke Shaw. That's what I put. That was my I put Luke Shaw. Ooh, that's a good shout, actually. It's a very oh, good shout. But, 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 yeah, I said Luke Shaw. I'd be interested to see why Mike, what Mikey says, because, I, yeah. The reason for Luke Shaw for me was just the, the way he just, like, jumped onto the scene and was just... Every time he was on the ball, you knew that it, it could be a mistake, but he also looked so threatening as a left back. And I just thought that was so interesting. He always bombed up. He always got up and down those sidelines. And he was just a, one of those players that are just really exciting to watch. And uh, it was a little bit disappointing when he left, but obviously 
it wasn't a bad, it wasn't a bad way that he left. He went to a good team. You can't really be mad at him for that. So for me, is I've always just remembered him as that young kid that jumped onto the scene and was really good. Does it kind of follow your suit for you, Mike? Like that, usually with with the players that I've picked, there are moments of why they are in there. So like Kelvin Davis is leads um, leads away for that incredible. Oh yeah, yeah. And also when we went down to League One and we were in administration, uh, Kelvin Davis could have gone to Premier League West Ham, but he mm. turned down the move and stayed at Southampton when he heard that we got an owner. Um, so those are the reasons for Davis and for sure it's the run against Chelsea away I think he'd only been in the team two or three times that season I, I can't remember him being in there for a, a lot mm. and then he took on the entire right hand side of Chelsea's mm. team ran down that left hand side knocked the ball in and punched and scored an incredible goal yeah. oh, I think that made it 2-2 as well yeah just yeah. The, the explosion into the scene and the amount of potential that he had it was just so exciting to watch him yeah yeah yeah, fair uh, Jamie, why did you go Ryan Bertrand for Warm your left back? Warmth away. Amazing throwing. <laughs> is that, is that, is that the entire reasoning? I mean, I mean, get rid of Fergie time, it's Bertie time, that's all I'm saying. Bertie time. <laughs> but I think he's just been a good servant to the club. Well, I, 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 can't, I do see your points about Luke Shaw. However, I don't guess it is, it is the favourite 11. However, I think there has to be a, cert, a certain length to the players time at Southampton for them to be in my team I guess Luke Shaw could come through the youth ranks however Bertrand being not starting level last six seven years maybe something like that at least yeah, yeah. something like that yeah. I think he's fucking has really locked down that left hand side um, sure <laughs> and he's a really good class player for us yeah and yeah, even yeah. side how long wait so You're just out of interest how long do you reckon a player needs to stay at the club then for them to kind of like get into your side um, it's not necessarily for a long time I think I will be quite hypocritical because some uh, one other player I have in my team saying right. that but I think they're a bit better than Luke Shaw okay. but I don't know it's just um, I, know, I think he's a good player his left back's realistically you don't have much options as well for being completely honest but in our lifetime anyway like yeah. who else would we have championship I can't remember who it was to us Danny Fox Danny Fox Sam Harding Danny Fox was right know. No, Danny Fox is a left back. No, we signed oh, him for his brilliant oh, yeah, dead ball situations. <laughs> crap. You remember? Oh, yeah. He's, I terrible hey, that. Well, he's, he's a class Nottingham Forest player. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I guess so. I guess that is that is an option. I agreed with Jamie just due to the fact that, you know, Ryan Birch has been here for five or six years. He's been part of back-to-back records, you know, Premier League campaigns of 16, 63 points, two Europa League campaigns. He's been one of the ever-presents, you know, even when he's been injured, he's, he's jumped straight back into the side. And that, that's just the main reason. I just think his consistency has been very solid. As much as he does frustrate me at times, I still think he's the best left-back we've had in a very, very long time. So that's why I put Bertrand. Nice. Well explained. Um, Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Who is there? All right. Um, Who do people go for? I went for for Australia. I went with Cuco Martino. Oh. Fair enough. (laughs) 
any chances at a goal against yeah. Arsenal that did it for you, Martin? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. It, it, it's just an un- unbelievable because <laughs> out of note, wasn't it? His Premier League debut. Isn't I it? think it's his Premier League. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was his first start, at least, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the first start he has, and he bangs one in the bottom left-hand corner past Petr Cech, and that was a win that we really needed that season as well. Yeah. I did have Klein written down. Mm. I, I did have Nathaniel Klein down, and he would probably be the one in there, but... Kuka Martina for that moment and the fact that he he didn't know what he was doing for the majority of 90 minutes <laughs> and that just made it funny funny to watch him it probably was quite frustrating for people actually at the game but mm. it was just funny to watch him bumble around the pitch for 90 minutes it was good fun yeah nice okay I, um, I chose Nathaniel Klein yeah I did as well just because I quite liked him and when we had such a start of the rise of us in the Prem mm. reset, they showed why we signed because we were restarting in the right back position Mm. Yeah, I, I could have possibly. It's between him and Cedric, to be honest. However, I kind of remember climbing a bit better than Cedric when he was with us. I said it never really mm. sh- like shone in my eyes. The way you see Klein evidently did and got his move to Liverpool, hope he didn't turn up too well from there. No, but uh, so you say that you know he was one of. Oops, sorry. No, it's all right. Go on, Tiz. You're on a I say he's one of. Yeah, in Jurgen Klopp's you know first period when he he came into Liverpool, he was one of you know their most trusted right backs. He got at least he got just under a hundred appearances, and for us, once again, he was part of that revolutionary period where we started to go up the Premier League. But also, he had a he had a cracking shot on him. There was two, three, maybe four absolute wonder goals. You know, the goal against Villa, goal against Liverpool away. Uh, the goal against Arsenal away in the yeah, cup. Like, the he, had, he had a bit of everything. He was he was exciting to watch as a right back, despite the fact that you know he wasn't really ever part of our best campaigns. So that's why I put him at right back. Or Kevin Danso for a fantastic cross against Man United where we drew one all. If if we're going off of one game logic, but that's why I went Nathaniel Klein. Yeah, I went I went Klein as well. Harry has a very good ability to sum up a lot of points and doesn't give you much left because he makes it his points so well rounded. But just yeah, such I was a good gonna... football journalist. <laughs> I'm sorry, mate, that my my favourite players come from one game. But this is this is favourite. This isn't best. Okay, that's what <laughs> I, know, I was I'm not saying. saying best. I... I don't say that. I'm just... No, no, the aggressive nature of one-game logic, okay? That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, the only re- well, I, I say the only reason. One reason why I didn't pick Kuko Marcina is I remember one time, I think we were losing, because it was probably under the QL periods, and he was running down the right-hand side. It was like the 88th minute. He put in a cross and it just went out for a goal kick. And he just... He looked so upset afterwards. But it was, just, it was that moment I thought... Yeah, you're not you're not quite cut out for the for the Premier League. A fantastic goal, a, a brilliant feeling when that went in. But mm. yeah, he, fact, he, took, quite, he took the step up to Everton, didn't he? Because Everton's mm. a step up. I think he did. And now he's going to get the Barcelona. Stoke City legends, Kiko Marcina. Right, centre back <laughs> pairing. You know, we'll go for we'll go for. It doesn't really matter which side. I'm going to start. I'm going to say Jose Fonte. I imagine everyone else. Yeah. I'm not I'm not saying that. Mm. Will, I don't want to force words into your mouth. But you know, captain, leader, legend, made the big step up to West Ham. But we sort of forget about that. You know, mm. plenty of goals. Not plenty of goals. Quite a few goals. League One to Premier League, Euro winner, the first ever person, and probably ever person to win the JPT and the Euros, and that's that's a big reason why. 
is in my team. It's a question. If he retired with us, do you reckon he'd get a statue? No. Yeah. Really? I, I couldn't imagine us having I couldn't imagine us having a statue of Fonte of him lifting the JPT. It's no, not, it's not like, really a if, I I know it's a it's a bit way off, but the fact that Man City have of thinking of like doing all this stuff for silver because of his like impact over the last ten years. If like Fonte stayed with us and like stayed within and I don't know, came like an ambassador or a defensive coach or something, like he's that perfect example of going from from low all the way up to like the highs of the Premier League and he stick with us for so long and you know the only taint tainted bit for me is when he went to West Ham like if he stayed with us until he retired like I reckon he would be a Premier like a Saints legend I'd say he's Saint legend if you look at us like you got Ted Bates outside the stadium you know, really fit on with Joseph Fonte that's only thing I'd say Ted Bates was at the club for over 40 50 years yeah. something like that I would really play him in the likes of Jose Fonte, obviously. But if, say, if he did stay in coaching staff, that's what Calvin Davis is doing, would you really want a Calvin Davis statue outside St. Mary's? Yes, he's a very good servant for the club. Mm. However, I wouldn't put him up on the left side with Ted Bates. Okay, maybe his statue was a bit too far, but he'd probably <laughs> go down as a, a real Saints legend, wouldn't he? Maybe in 20 years' time, when people look back at it, he will mm. be seen as a legend, but I think still there's a little bit of anguish about it in the fact that he did leave the way that he left. Yeah. I think it's understandable the fact that he was getting annoyed about not getting European football. He'd been with the club for 10 years, well, eight, nine years, and he wasn't getting the chance to play in those big games. Yeah, And I think yeah. that, that frustrated him a lot, and it's understandable why he left, but I think because of the st- sideways step, maybe even backward step at the time to West Ham, that was sort of like a, a sort of downer on the club. And on mm. Fonte. Yeah. Right. What that I found more difficult was the left or the, the other centre back role. So I'm quite interested because to hear what you guys have for this position. Who wants to kick us off? Man. Yoshida. My Yoshida okay. left the club this summer, unfortunately, never got to say goodbye to the fans. It's heartbreaking mm. for me to see him play for Sampdoria, but doing quite well over there to be fair. Under mm. Claudio Manieri's reign, yeah, it's not who I went for. I, Ooh, uh, Ollie. Who's your girlfriend? Well, I, I don't know. Is this a is this a bit of a shot? Then I went for Alderweireld, just because Ooh. when he came in, and I know he hasn't been here long, so he doesn't mm, follow under change nice. quota. But <laughs> I think he was the first proper class player that we saw at that centre back place. Like, I know Fonte was good, but it was like the first bit where we. We went. Oh my god, this guy is this guy is really good. Like I remember being so disappointed when Spurs nicked him away from us because I remember seeing him thinking that he was comfortable on the ball. He'd play it out. He was good in the challenge. He could win it in the air. He's one of those ones where he was just like you could see he was a little bit too good for us at that point. And that was mm. like for me, I just remember watching him and just like just appreciating him while he was there and. Um, yeah, I kind of I think all the the fans were oh we'll just meet his release clause and get him, and then he got nicked away from Spurs, and then we were just like, nah. and it's the same sort of thing with Van Dyke, but obviously I, I didn't like the way that Van Dyke treated himself, you know, mm. towards the back end with Southampton. But again, it's one of those ones where he was a class above us, and it was just a pleasure watching him. So that's why he got into my team. Would you say if Van Dyke didn't leave the way he did, would he be in that other centre back role for you? 
Probably, yeah. Because you've got mm. to remember, he single-handedly pushed us up in so many games. He kept us in games. He'd always pop up with a goal now and again. I can't... What was the volley that he scored when we really needed it? I can't remember who it was against, but it was from a corner, bounces out, he hits it on the volley. Beautiful hit. I can't remember who it was against, but just little things like that when, yeah, Van Dyke popped up and would get us a goal. And again, you could see he was way too good for that team, wasn't he? And people at Liverpool saying he wasn't, he wasn't as good as he was. When he arrived at Liverpool, he was a class player and everyone saw it. And it was just like, you've got to appreciate those players because they are just like, once in a kind of blue moon that they will arrive at our team. So you've, when they're there, you've just got to be like, just got to soak it in, you know? So, well, yeah. I, I, went, I went for Van Dijk. I, I yeah. think just because of, just because of the way it really showed under Puel when he got injured, our defence mm. just collapsed. We didn't attack anymore. And that's the reason why we didn't score goals in the last 11 games or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, so I went, I went for Van Dyke, and I just think, just he he was world class when he was at Southampton. Yeah, I yeah. think he arguably could, he could have been in the argument for best centre back in in the Premier League if if he wasn't at Southampton. And I think he, the step up he's made to Liverpool not much of a step. He's he's just been the same class player as he was here too. Mm. So yeah, I, I just I had Van Dyke and Fonte. I remember team. watching. Do you remember the Liverpool Everton game on the TV? And it was his debut. Game. debut. Mm. And I and I remember he was cruising around that game like it was nothing. And all these, you know, these Liverpool fans going, This guy's amazing, this is brilliant. And I was thinking, that's nothing different to what he was doing at Saints. He's just got a bigger platform to do it now. Of course he pops up with a bullet header and puts it in the back of the net. And I was just like, Yeah, that you know, he's just doing it in a Liverpool shirt for for him now. So it's not you know, it it, it was just completely mm. unfazed and yeah. It was quite sad to watch, but also like yeah, it's a class player, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Once again, I think I'll, I might have to agree with Jamie. You know, <laughs> Japan's <laughs> most capped, Japan's most capped Premier League player in in my Yoshida. He joined when we got into the Premier League. Hundreds of appearances, club role model. Still, I believe you know Saints Foundation person. You know, donates one percent of his wage. To, the the same foundation. You know, first few years it was a bit dodgy, but after that, you know, after just one mistake a game, he was normally quite solid. And um, in his final season or final proper season under Mark Hughes slash Harzen Hussle, you know, that's that. I think that was his best season. I remember Chelsea away; he was just an absolute beast at the back uh, in that nil-nil draw. So for me, if we're going favourite person, Almaya Shield. If we're going best, it's got to be Virgil Van Dijk. Right. <laughs> Defensive midfield, or two central midfielders. So I know James gone for a four-four-two. Me and Ollie and maybe Mike. I don't know. Mike has gone for a four-three-three, and we asked him for that's, a four-two-three-one. Yeah. So I, I can change mine to a four-two-three-one. It makes sense if I yeah. do. Okay. Fair right. enough. Right. One of your midfielders, please, Ollie. Which one are you going for? Uh, Morgan Schneiderlin. I've said plenty of times on this on this uh, podcast that he, he not only came up with us through the leagues and proved himself. I remember when Paul Watton was holding out of a game and he, uh, he made himself into the team. He proved himself. And then he turned into um, just an absolute class player. I remember we would, we would lose games when he wasn't in the side. And that was like the early days of the Premier League. Again, yeah, like when he wasn't in there, we just didn't have that, that fact. He'd win back the ball. He'd put in a good challenge. 
he'd be comfortable on the ball and then play an absolute beauty of your pass. And we've always had a good pass of the ball on the side. Like it was Schneidlin, and when Schneidlin left, it was then Van Dyke, and then when Van Dyke left, it all kind of fell apart. But do you know what I mean? Like we always had that really good player who could could spray that ball. And you know, watching that myself, I just thought again, that's something that I, I really enjoyed. He worked hard. He kept himself to himself. I just thought he was an absolutely brilliant player. And uh, to go on Mikey's thing, when you think of a moment, I think of that time when we had about fifty odd passes. Schneider on the edge of the box, opens his body out and puts it top corner, curls it in. So for me, that's the moment I associate with Schneidlin. And again, move I can't, you know, I can't be sad about. If you're going to go to Manchester United, yeah, you're not going to stop him, are you? So kind of left in an in all right way as well and really happy to watch him play at St. Mary's. No, I also had Schneidlin in my team as yes. well. Just because I don't think we've had as a complete midfielder mm. since he's left. Yeah, like you could just do a little bit of everything. Yeah, I um didn't have Snyder in my team. Is I it? had Andrew Sermon. Oh, a bit before me that, but fair enough. Really? Yeah. Oh, I've, I, I, well, a main main reason because my first first Saints game I remember because I had my first ever Saints game. I don't really remember it. Mm. When I properly remember going to. I saw Andrew Sermon play. I just remember thinking, oh, he's such a sick player. He's just my favorite player since the first the first memorable game. I just remember him. He always stuck in my mind. I was really upset when he left the Wolves or Norwich. I always get confused which team it was. Wolves and now being released, yeah. And now he's now been released from Bournemouth, so he should probably sign him on. That's just my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> sign him on. Right. I went for Stephen Davis as one of my two central midfielders. It's just a similar reason to my Oshida, really. It's not that he's Japanese, but that he's, <laughs> he was here for seven or eight years. Plenty of appearances, club captain at some point, or a lot of the time that he was here. The two goals against Tottenham, the goal against Chelsea. It was just always a, a hard-working, battling central midfielder. And that, that's why I had him. And once again, a role model. Right, Ollie, I'm going to get back to you. Second yeah. central midfielder, please. Um, we all want a team of Jack Corks. Uh, so I went for Jack Cork. Oh, it's in one of the positions. Again, a hard worker. I thought if you got the, you know, Morgan Schneider playing around and uh, winning back the ball, you want someone who's going to be that hard worker. I think that's kind of like, I think you need one of those in your team, the one who's going to do the, the dirty work. And, um, you know, you said Stephen Davis was that kind of hard worker for you. I, yeah, I just really like Jack Cork, who would pop up with a goal now and again. I remember that one, he put it in the back of the net and ran behind the goal past, uh, <laughs> I don't know if it was Chapel or Northern, but that was a that was a really good moment as well. So, you know, a nice player. Kind of stayed at Saints. I was looking it up, he stayed at Saints a lot longer than you think. Um, and it was quite sad still, but yeah, it was a good little player. I'd like to watch, you know, thought it was good to watch. All right, Michael again. I, I found man. this position the most difficult out of everyone in the team. I found the rest of the team quite easy to put together, but this, I, I think I had Sermon in there first, then I went for Jack Cook, then I went for Stephen Davis, and I've ended up at James Ward-Prowse. Um, okay. he, he, he would be the one next to Snigelin. I, I just think Ward-Prowse is the epitome of Southampton. Like that, he is what the club is. Mm. And coming through from the youth ranks, getting to the first team, um, and providing ma- in massive moments last year and this year, he's been immense for the majority of it. Tries his hardest, hundred percent work rate. Um, yeah, I, I just I, I, he's brilliant. He is absolutely brilliant. 
Yeah. I agree yeah. with Mikey. I whacked him in my midfield. Is our our lovely captain, the main oh, man, James Ward Prowse. How, I love that man. I do. I've always wanted to be captain. It's finally happened. He literally he loves the club, and I cannot see him leaving anytime soon. And maybe a bit too early. New Ted Bates, throwing it out there. Oh, James Ward Prowse. If he stays at the club, I could see him be on that status. I think Latiz was could have been there if he said in coaching role. So mm. the club club obviously wants to be a pundit. Can't blame. Who would well, not want I to think, work with Justin? I think Ward Prowse would probably be a little bit more suited than uh, Latiz because Latiz did things that lazy. other players didn't, and that's quite hard to coach when you can't bang one in from thirty yards. <laughs> Like you can't really expect your players to do that. Whereas I think Ward Prowse is quite switched on and would be a you know good good player. I don't know. Uh, the fact that we're predicting his coaching career already is quite. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, Ward Prowse. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I went for I went for Ward Prowse as well. It, it's we had, for a few years, or probably the majority of years up until this point, we mm-hmm. didn't really know. You know what it was going to be. He was really someone that was not not unfavoured, but you know, not a lot of not a lot of managers knew what to do with him. And when Ralph came in, people forget that Ralph didn't have him in the squads against Huddersfield. There was times where he didn't even make the eighteen man squads. But James Ward Prowse knew if he wanted to stay at Southampton rather go to Watford, someone he was linked with a lot, he had to change up his game. And he someone that used to be scared of making a big challenge. Now he does it every single week. He does it two, three times a game. Modern professional, plays anywhere the manager tells him to. And like like Jamie said, like Mike said, he could be a club legend. Hopefully he just wins a cup at some point. So there's at least you know, some sort of silverware that he can wear because he, he, he wasn't there for the JWP quite obviously right where are we going to go next what position do you want to fill out because obviously we've, should we go did right mid because I think all you of call us it the J- J- you call it the JWP yeah not the JVT for <laughs> 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 he, he is a right, trophy you call him for a rename after James McCrowell is that what you want there is no name after him he's never played <laughs> the competition but we might as well give him oh. the name Right, right hand side. Where are we going to go? Who's going to go first? Um, I went for Mane because I don't know if anyone else went for that. But... Yeah. Is on my left. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Should we uh, have a Mane talk then? Yeah. Well, broke records while we were there. He was, again, one of those players that would pick up the ball and he'd run at defenders. He'd force them into mistakes and I know it took him, it took about six months or so to start for like, uh, what's, what's the word? Starting to affect games. Like he was kind of there mm. for the first six months, but once he got into it, he really started pushing in those games and making the difference. And yeah, the quickest hat trick kind of sums up his, his time at Saints really. So yeah. yeah, he had to be in the team for me. I agree. I remember that was my first ever game I took my mum to with me. So to the Sadio Mane hat trick, I was trying to tell yeah. her, this doesn't normally happen. Yeah. Don't get your hopes up too much. Just if the, the first of a hat trick, Shane Long scoring a brace. Just a game of mysteries. <laughs> exactly, Harry. It's a game of stuff that just doesn't quite make sense against. Is it Aston Villa? Was it? You got two yeah. goals and three assists yeah, in that game. He was brilliant. Ben Teke scoring against Gazaniga on the other end. This is mm. ruined the day. Overall, class. I think it ruined the day. 
it would for me, Mikey. Ollie, not Mikey. But yeah, I, mean, honestly, I think I'm plus. I think he didn't leave in a negative manner as well, which is nice to see for a player of his stature. Because mm. he, he was like I think, like he was a bit of a toga with everyone. Was you tell he was a bit too good for Southampton FC? Believe it or not, and it's it's a shame he couldn't stay a, bit, a little bit longer. Mikey, do you want a monologue? Of, I mean, they, they said everything. I mean, again, the moment for Marne, they say the record-breaking hat-trick. Mine's the hat-trick against City because like that, I didn't go to many games. Um, my first season ticket year was Pellegrino, which was fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, Marne, I didn't go to many games and I went to that City game and Marne just ripped them to shreds basically for the entire game and to do a hat-trick against Man City win 4-2, it was... A brilliant day. Yeah, that was my little Marnie moment. Yep, yeah, Marnie is on mine, but for the left-hand side, for basically all the reasons that you just gave. So, should we go for the other winger? Who are you guys going to put down? I've got Jay Rod. Yeah, that's what I put as well. So, oh, yeah, we, we, we're thinking all the same thing. I was thinking, <laughs> hang on, I was thinking hang on, hang on. Was, uh, all right, all right, it's Marky Rumden. It? Oh, it's going to be something ridiculous. Oh, that's true. Fraser Richardson. It's Shane Long. I'll put Shane Long on the left, yes. Oh. <laughs> Why, Marky? Shane Long on the left. Why? It's his favourite player. I don't know why he's been put on the left, but I guess I guess he might have had three minutes there. No, because I just had a thought. I had a point. thought halfway through that. I could have just done a four four two instead. Yeah, just put him up but, top. Uh, <laughs> I, I for some reason done four three three and put long on the left. No one wants but, yeah. to change the four four two. Who's yeah. on your left? Uh, and an Alana. Alana. Alana would be on my left. True. Well, at least that works. Like he definitely yeah. on the left side, didn't he? <laughs> mm-hmm. So okay, yeah. You talk about Jay Rod, and then I'll I'll have a little segment. <laughs> Uh, what, me Ollie, personally? You have a little chatter about Gerald Rodriguez. Jay Rods was, again, a really great player for us. He had an electric pace. Um, he was our top goal scorer, wasn't he? Did he outscore Lambert one year? I don't know if I'm right in saying that. He was yeah. on the way to, or it was even, or something like Cause that. Because I think close. he got about 15 goals in a season, which mm. is brilliant in the fact. And the reason I've kind of picked my three is because I love the way that under, like, Koeman... He brought that kind of Dutch style of play where it was fluid. So every one of those three across the four-two-three-one could play in every position, and that, that mm. it meant that we had an added kind of side to our football in the fact that because they could play everywhere, it made it created such a sense of uncertainty. So you had, you know, Lalanu could play down the middle, play on the left, play on the right. You had J Rod who could do the exact same thing, and seeing the move into all these different positions just opened up more situations for them as well. So it just made it really exciting and bringing that kind of like Dutch fluidity to it. I think it, it just, he thrived under that and got the goals and was, a, again, one of those really exciting players to watch with his pace. And uh, once he found his finishing as well, yeah, class to watch. Do you think he'd still be here if he didn't get injured against Man- Manchester City? Or maybe, do you think he would have just taken a step up? Or, you know, because it's, it's difficult really to yeah. think. Who can say? What could have happened? I, I think he could have stayed for a bit longer. I don't. I, I, could, I couldn't see him still at the club to this current date. I think he probably would have left by now. I think. How, how old is he now? Really? He's getting injured. Oh, right. But if he didn't get injured, he would have been on the plane. I, he would get to World Cup. Yeah, he'd have been very close. He might. Have he done. was Harry. I think that's Ricky. That's why Ricky Lem went instead of him. 
Yeah, I don't know where he got the up, but I think he was very, very close right. to going. A lot That's of people what I mean, yeah. Shame, yeah. But, um, 31 yeah. years old. It always seems, yeah, he's just a class. It always seems whenever our players go over to England duty, they always start talking and suddenly he wants to move, like the players want to move. So, yeah, it depends what mm. happens, really. Like, you, you, we could have seen him in that summer shooting off, but, you know, there could have been a thousand different possibilities. We don't really know, do we? But I think we just have like to... game against Fulham. Like, game against Fulham. It's the one that I remember where they just had an absolute field day. You know, I remember when La- I think it was Lambert just banged it down the line. Gerald mm. Rodriguez latched on to the end of it, cut inside, and then just yeah. smacked it top. Do you know? Top do you, corner. Do you know what the one for like me was? I don't know if you remember this, but he was going through on goal, played it off, and then cross came in, and he headed it down into the floor, and it ended up like mm. going past the keeper, and he like headed it down. And it went over, like the keeper went down, so it went like over the keeper. Yeah. It was kind of like a bounced, lobbed goal. And I was thinking, if he's done that on purpose, that is like ridiculous. The fact he's he's obviously headed it down and it's like wrong foot to keep. I just thought it was brilliant. So that's the J Ward memory that kind of gets sticks in my mind. Do you know what mine is? I was oh. never mentioning it again, the Bournemouth away. Oh, it's yeah. Like his last, his, I'd say his last hurrah in a Saint shirt. Yeah. I'd argue. And just such a good performance for him. Did he score a brace or was it just the one? Not sure. Because he next keeps his goal. Yeah, yeah. Two bang- mm. yeah, yeah. But he's got that one banger as well, though, Mike. Yeah. That's, that's it. It just, it just showed he set that, that class there. Yeah. It was it's brilliant. just unfortunately, I don't think he fitted the mo- model for the club at the time. Where I think oh, he was going to Burnley as well. Like, yeah, the so, goal yeah. at Old Trafford this season was sublime. So he's yeah. still showing his class. I put Lallana in. I don't know if you put Lallana in attacking midfield or whatever, but I put Lallana in because it was that same sort of journey of League One. You could tell that he was his class in League One. He was probably not Premier League quality, but at least close to when we were playing in League One. And I think that team was just special, and Lallana made it special. He could he could do anything. And again, Lallana moment Hull um, when he just took oh, on six of them. Took on six of them and just tucked it in the bottom corner. And that was the moment when you thought, yeah, no, he's, he is now brilliant. Mm. And unfortunately, Liverpool, I mean, I say Liverpool hasn't really worked out for him. I mean, he wasn't playing, but Champions League medal and a Premier League medal, he's done done very well for him. So, yeah, clock uh, he, as well. He would be, um, be on that list. Mm. I think I, I used to not not have a despise for him, but like it was the start of us losing a lot of our big players. But now looking back to it, you know, he stayed at the club, you know, sort of through thick and thin, really, down in League One when he got his chance, and then all the way up the leagues. He left for a good fee at the time of twenty five million pounds. People forget that back in the day that was that was a lot of money, especially for you know a mid table club like ourselves. Like you said, club captain, very exciting player to watch, phenomenal dribbler, loves a good Cruyff tone every now and again. And that's why I really really enjoy really enjoyed watching him. And hopefully at Brighton he gets plenty of minutes and doesn't doesn't get injured because I'd love to see him get thirty plus Premier League appearances again so people can sort of remember the Adel Alana that was at us rather than sort of the Lana that was, you know, the last couple of seasons that didn't get too much game time. But still, you know, he popped up with a goal. He saw his goal against uh, Manchester United at Old Trafford. So that was a good goal as well. So, yeah, that's why he's in the centre for me. Harry, would you ever want, would you want him to come back this summer if we didn't have a whole bundle of midfielders? thing is, his wage would have been high. That's the problem, mm. and he's not sort of our he's not sort of our mold of player because he's what how old is he now? He's, he's over thirty, right? 
31, injury prone. So, mm. Say if he was a 25 year old, not injury prone player. That's not the question yeah. I asked. Yeah. He still wouldn't hear that. <laughs> that's it doesn't matter I mean. then, that's does it? I mean. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean. No, no, I wouldn't. But just say nice. no. We don't need the 25 year old. Yeah, that, you don't need that. Yeah. Just say no. <laughs> You don't get straight answers from Harry. He needs to, you know, monologue and tell us his... Exactly. Who is one a 32-year-old injury-prone centre-attacking midfielder? No one, apart from Brighton. Brighton. <laughs> in the high wage. So, yeah, but Brighton is silly. So. <laughs> this is when he turns out to get the most assists this season uh, in the league. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, That's going to be Jan Benrick. Right. <laughs> did everyone say did everyone say their sent- did, Ollie was yours Lalana? no it was Armstrong who was it who's yours surprise surprise Ooh, uh, I a player from very nice who why because I wanted a, a player looks like the team at the moment yeah because I look like um, I wanted a player <laughs> that was actually in the side at the moment which I didn't have for any other ones and I think he's just the antithesis of Ralph's new style on our football and mm. again, he's one of those players uh, it's a common theme in mine he plays all along that attacking side. He runs with the ball. He makes things happen. I've got him in my attacking bit, but he could play on either side. Um, it, I was very close to Lalana, but just the way that he handled the way he left tainted it a little bit for me, just because, you know, he spent that much time with us. I'd hope he gave us, uh, I wish he just gave a little bit more respect. And I think he said in interviews now that, like, he wished he could kind of, like, sort it out, if that makes sense. And, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what just kind of changed it for me. And I wanted a player that's actually in the side now. So, yeah, I put Armstrong in there. Yeah, yeah, sounds pretty good. Jamie, did you say who were your... Was well, I would in the 4-4-2, so... I know oh, yes. I've got my two Who's your first left. striker, then? Who's your first I striker? Or both have, well, Ricky Lambert and Danny Ings up front. Nice. Oh, what a combo that would have been. Nice. Oh, don't even get me started, hey? Oh, yeah. Oh, evidently... For, Obvious reasons, Ricky Lambert, yet another player through the ranks of us, through the leagues, and showed his class. 100 plus, it was nearly, wasn't it, nearly, nearly 200 goals a stretch? I think it was 117. Yes, 117. I have no idea, I have no idea. Um, so, yeah, everyone loves him. It's, I think it's just a shame. The one player I don't have a, annoyed at for leaving is Ricky just because it mm. was his boyhood club, it just happened to be the team that stole four other players from us. Yeah. However, I, it's just a shame that we didn't, I genuinely think we should have signed him back the year after because he went to West Brom and Cardiff ruined his career. West Brom and champion legend. <laughs> Harry, 20 occasions in the league and one goal, mate. I mean... I, I saw that one goal though, so I'm very lucky. Really? It was a penalty. Yeah, they did <laughs> lose to Leicester, but it was, it was a good penalty. Yeah, it's just yeah. a shame that he ended. I think. Yeah, I think he's came and said he wish he had his career in Southampton. I think every single player also agrees with that statement. Yes, I think at the time, 2015-16 season, we just think that's when we brought in Pele. I think I'm right in Hello. saying that Pele. I'm Pele in my mind. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just a shame he couldn't come back. And obviously, the main man, Danny Ying, absolutely bossed it in the last two seasons. So, a local boy coming to play for his dream team. What more can you ask? Yeah, and Aaron Ramsdale ruined his um, golden boot as well. I think Danny Ings ruined yeah, his golden boot. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Aaron Ramsdale, yeah. Harry, no, no, the penalty was awful. Yes. Did Aaron Ramsdale save it? Yes. So I blame him. 
Right, <laughs> Oliver. I imagine. I imagine you've got Ricky Lambert. Or I have like completely. Yes, I do. Uh, do, I do, do you want to follow on what Jamie said? You know, is there any, is there any other added bits that you want to talk about? Yeah, I don't think I can disagree with Jamie's reasoning. Really, um, it's yeah. It's just uh, I, I, I really don't mind the way he left because it was mm. a bit off. Really. How close was he to a testimonial? That's what I was going to ask when Jamie was talking. I think it was here for seven. He had five, five years at the club. Wow. Yeah, oh, 2009, sorry. 2014. Seems longer, doesn't it? But yeah, it was just... Perfect. Five years, 100 goals is ridiculous. Yeah. When you, you know, goal score. And the way he brought in other players as well <laughs> was just something that he would... What are you giggling at? <laughs> uh, right, you can tell me that. Um, the way that, yeah, he would... He could hold up the ball and he'd he'd let the other players into the game, which was just a really nice way to. We could pull the ball to him. He'd bring it down and he'd create that space. So we we were confident we're playing one up front because he was so successful at what he did, and that's what was so brilliant about him. It wasn't just his goal scoring, which obviously he did so well. It was his hold up play and his ability to see the other players and bring them in as well. So we could put that extra man into midfield. And uh, yeah, he, yeah, just a class player, really. Michael, I had Lambert. You, you know your my two is like oh, you had Lambert as one long as the other. That was my two strikers. Uh, Lam- Lambert was a special player because he what top goal scorer League One, top goal goal scorer Championship, and I think. Uh, in the moment that every Southampton fan enjoyed, well, maybe not Harry, he's not an England fan, um, but Lambert <laughs> coming off the bench and scoring with his, like, with his second yeah. touch of the ball at bullet header, that that was just the perfect ending to his journey at Southampton, um, was that bullet header start. Um, yeah, it, and it always brings a smile whenever it pops up on Twitter or Insta or something like that. It always brings a smile to my face. And uh, Shane Long, I think everyone knew that Shane Long was going to be in the team somewhere. Um, mm. Just just for, well, A, his work rate and the tenacity he brings to the pitch and on and off the ball. Um, and also Anfield and Watford. You know, those to be fair, just to go shout at you, Mikey, for like iconic Saints moments in most recent history that I'd argue those are two major moments. Mm. And realistically, Danny Ings and Ricky haven't done those two arguably great things. To what I'm saying. I mean, Danny, Danny, Ings did score, Danny Ings did score two against Portsmouth, but we'll, we'll just yeah. yeah, that was pretty uh, good. That, that's the I, uh, think Lambert with England and JPT, he had so many moments okay. over the year, loads of hat tricks across the Championship and League One as well. That goal against MK Dons all the way back in League One, where he just took it on his chest from the halfway line and volleyed oh. it um, <laughs> over the keeper. Like that, every, all of these players have their moments because that's why they're our favourites. Mm. Definitely. Well said, Mikey. Right, yeah, yeah, I got to agree. Ricky Lambert. Who did you have? Yes, I had Ricky Lambert. <laughs> I was close <laughs> to putting Danny Ings over Ricky Lambert. I'm not going to lie to you, but I did put Lambert because Bums the goals, League One to Prem, left for four million quid, so he did actually make a profit on him. But, <laughs> you know, you guys have sort of said everything that I want to say already. So, are there any sort of outside shots that you didn't that couldn't quite get in your team but you want to give a mention you know they might honourable mentions the best, is what could, we're going for yeah we're going for honourable mentions as they're just don't have to say 16 players just like two or three that you know um, you I'm trying to think with. of ones that haven't been included like for instance 
if, it, if I didn't say it, it was probably in your team. So Lalana was down under mine. Basically, I had like a two players and I kind of decided as I went along. Lalana was down. Mm-hmm. I had Yoshida down by Alvarez. Um, who else did I have? Yeah, I had Bertram there as well. Only one that didn't get mentioned. I really liked Artur Boric's goal. I just thought he was a he was nice. a, but he was brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant. I remember when he would. Um, he was a bit like strange comparison, but uh, if you ever watch Neuer, the way he sets himself so high and will literally mm. just jump at the ball and kind of like <laughs> force strikers to make that early decision. He was a brilliant shot, uh, shot stopper as well. And one-on-ones, he was great. The only thing was is he would have a little bit of a mistake in him. Sorry, Jambo, what's that? Was it, was it against Stoke where um, he got logged by... Um, yeah. There was one like that. That's what I'm saying. When he set himself so high and then it was, you know, he just got dinged. Which it was the wind got him on that one, to be fair. He tried to Giroud as well, which was probably not a, a brilliant decision by him. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. It, it was a bit mad. Um, again, a bit of a fan's favourite and uh, always entertaining to watch. So that's why he kind of, I wanted to mention him. He's also my favourite chance as well, after yeah. Boric. That was for his own party. Yeah. Like, I, wish that was, I, wish he, I wish I went to one of his parties. It seems to be quite famous. <laughs> yeah, anyone else? Mark, got you got any outside shots? Uh, Forster was one of mine because of the, um, just how incredible he was over the first two or three years that he was at the club I didn't realise how many clean sheets he kept I think he was in the top three for keeping a clean sheets in, in the first two or three seasons he was at the club um, J-Rod, J-Rod was one of them uh, Jos Hoyvelt was also another That's one shoutish, just because of his nine goal season in the championship the um, goal against Coventry with his arms aloft like oh, that, the yeah, yeah. End, that was that was nice. And I think the partnership, it was if Lambert and Long weren't there, it was going to be the partnership of Mane, Tadic, Pella because I think that was just special having those three up top. Yeah, I was sort of Armstrong. Chelsea at Stamford Bridge where we ripped Mourinho's Mourinho's team apart. That performance from the front three was yeah. incredible. So I think those those three together would have been there. Mm. Any little, any little I think I'll mention a second. I don't really have anyone else because I think the players that I would have put in my team have also been said by others. I think, mm. I think we've all summed it up quite well. Tears, mm. you going for Booth now? Not quite. Uh, for me, Antonio. I really enjoyed watching Antonio in the short spell that he was here. Yeah, he had a brilliant long throw on him. I really enjoyed watching that, and he's just, he's just an exciting player to watch. I, I wish we were able to get him on the permanent transfer. Gabbiadini. Also, I know people aren't his biggest fan, but a couple of really iconic goals. The one that kept us off against Swansea. The one that gave us hope against Manchester United, obviously, before he got injured, he just smashed them in left, right and centre. Like the, the double against Sunderland, something that I can remember as well. I remember but his West Ham goal. Exactly. It's a debut when he just big... smacked in against Fonte. That was quite, uh, yeah. quite sweet. Was it was good. good. Yeah. And also, as well. Can't, can't forget Romeo. What guy? I remember with uh, Rem- um, what was it Gabbiadini he kind of went down in fantasy football folklore in the fact mm. that because he got like four goals in three games everyone thought he was going to be absolutely amazing and he got priced at like six million as well and it still comes down and you remember he didn't score till like the rest of the season so uh, I remember everyone saying in fantasy football they all let him down 
But uh, talking of fancy football, might as well make a smooth link. Um, we now have a fancy football league. We did it last year. I don't know. I think we mentioned who the win- uh, winner was, but we will we'll do it again this year. Uh, Tiz, can you give us the details? Do you know you've got on to hand? I don't know why you've just chucked me right under a bus yeah. there, but we've put, it on our, we've put it on our Instagram page. Was it one of you that set it up, or was it the... It was I don't the other think guy. So, no, I think it's... Uh, yeah, Mark. it was the other guy. Right. There's a, there's I'll, a page quickly get it up. There's a page uh, one that we've not... We've... You want, you go. Yeah. So basically, no, there's a page league, £2.50 entry, which is a premium league um, prize Ooh. pool for first, second, and third place. Yeah. And then there's a normal one. I think the code hasn't been released just yet. No. So keep your eye out. We'll pre-release so. on Twitter. Twitter and Instagram as well so make sure you go and follow on Instagram to keep up to date at Saints Prime if you're not a follower already Um, we'll give you updates on Twitter for things like when the podcast's coming out plans ideas questions anything like that will all be out there as well so make sure to follow on Twitter which is at Saints Prime Pod Um, anything else we need to cover before we go just like Um, I said the Instagram Saints Prime if we want to ask you you know, we want your input in the next few podcasts, yeah. you know, whatever we do. So that you'll ask your questions at Saints Prime Pod. Keep your eye out because it could be any day at any time. So <laughs> Harry, make sure you're out there. Yeah. One. If you're still listening to this point, tweet <sighs> us at Saints Prime Podcast. <laughs> Shane Long and Lambert, top two strikers. Uh, tweet or out. you could send us in your choices of your 11. I'd be quite interested to hear that. I think that's, that's a better idea, idea than what Jamie yes. had, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So send I, us I'm, I'm, fingers crossed, Dan sends us. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is yeah. So again, the, just to reiterate, this is your favourite eleven that you'd like to watch. It doesn't have to be the best. Like, it doesn't have to be, you know, like Van Dyke and all these players. Like, it's just who your favourite players were to watch. So if you can let us know who yours were, make sure you send them in. Like we've said, all the socials. Um, yeah, go check them out. Well, you know, or just give us like a couple of random players that we've not mentioned that yeah, you like. True. If you don't want to type out an entire team, yeah, and just give <laughs> us a couple of random players. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll look forward to hearing your responses. But, yeah, in the meantime, we'll see you next time. It's been me, Ollie. I've also been joined with... Who's been with me? Harry. Jamie, it's you next. But, oh, <laughs> it's, it's, not, is it? I thought it was last. It's Harry, Jamie, Mikey. That's how it goes. Mikey's you always know, right. 70 episodes <laughs> now, and you so, can't yeah, see yeah, it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, we'll see you next time.